Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. For the past two weeks, we have explored using lower and upper neighboring tones to disguise scale and arpeggio motion. In doing so, we established a systematic and methodical approach to constructing patterns that we can use to develop jazz improvisation vocabulary. Here's a huge question for you. How important is it for you to develop the skill of pattern production? Okay, here's an honest answer. I can emphatically tell you there is nothing more important for your jazz development Absolutely nothing more important than developing the skill of pattern production. If you cannot intellectually discover patterns that you can then use to physically learn shapes and sounds of jazz, then you will never play the piano as you currently imagine doing so. It's that simple. That is precisely why Several, not just, not just one or two, but several of my podcast episodes have focused on various ways that you can successfully achieve developing the essential skill of pattern production. For example, the neighboring tones, one and two, that we just completed, June 23rd and June 30th. Inside and outside playing, one and two. April 15th and April 21st. Minor chromaticism, April 1st. Major chromaticism, April 7th. Stationary improvisation, 1 and 2, February 3rd and February 11th. Inversion, inversions and improvisation, December 23rd, last year, 2019. That's just to name a few, right? Just a few. So if you have not checked out those episodes, I would strongly encourage you to do so. And of course, if you have any questions, send me a SpeakPipe message, a voicemail, and I will respond with an answer right away. And for those of you who may not know, I use a, it's a snazzy little widget called SpeakPipe that is nestled beneath each of my podcast episodes, allowing you to easily reach out to me with a voicemail message. I get these messages immediately, and I respond immediately. Well, definitely, definitely within a few hours at, at most. It's a great way for us to engage with one another and for you to get help when needed most. It's very cool technology that I hope you will take advantage of and use often. I'm always happy to help you discover, learn, and play jazz piano. So. Eventually, eventually, all of your grunt work, which, by the way, that's exactly what scale practices, arpeggio practice, pattern development, right? It's all hard work requiring an unwavering dedication and commitment to excellence, which ultimately leads you to the jazz promised land, right? So what is the jazz promised land? Well, simply put, it is the successful performance of tunes, songs, right? In fact, that's why you're listening to this podcast. You want to get better at playing the piano to play tunes, songs, right? So your ability to swing melodies using great changes, improvising, and presenting a treatment of of a tune that you and your listeners will thoroughly enjoy, that's, that's the music promised land, right? That's, that's it. And that is why I am totally and completely pumped to tell you about the new Jazz Piano Skills podcast feature, which is officially being unveiled today. I am calling this new feature of Jazz Piano Skills Tune Tuesday. It's catchy, right? Tune Tuesday. So you ask, what is Tune Tuesday? 
Well, let me tell you. On Toon Tuesday, which I plan on doing at least once or twice a month, we will discover, learn, and play a jazz standard together. Some of the standards we explore you may already be familiar with, and some you may not have heard of at all. Either way, I promise you, the journey will be enlightening and musically beneficial. When it's all said and done, regardless of the standard, every Tune Tuesday, you will discover some interesting and historical facts about the tune. Composer, year, influential recordings, influential musicians, and so on. You will learn the tunes. You will learn the form, harmonic function, chord scale relationships, modes. And you will play the tune sections and in its entirety using arpeggio motion, scale motion, and, of course, improvisation. Bottom line, not only will you discover, learn, and play a jazz standard, you will establish for yourself a systematic and methodical way to properly build a jazz repertoire. How cool is this, right? How cool is Tune Tuesday? So to kick things off, for our very first Tune Tuesday, we will discover, learn, and play one of the greatest and most classic jazz standards of all time. Duke Ellington's Take the A Train. Well, Billy Strayhorn's Take the A Train, but Take the A Train. Great tune. This is going to be fun. Now, I know some of you are probably wondering and asking, hey, what about the educational guides that you develop and make available to download for each podcast episode? And that's a great question. So as my regular listeners know, I develop three educational guides for every Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode. These guides are developed specifically to maximize your musical growth. And the three guides can be downloaded individually or as a bundle or as a subscription which actually gives you access to all of the educational guides for all of the Jazz Piano Skills podcast episodes, which is definitely the way I would go, especially if you're serious about becoming a jazz pianist. The three guides, illustrations, lead sheets, and play-alongs for Tune Tuesday are structured accordingly. The illustration guide outlines all the chord scale arpeggio relationships for the tune in the standard or most common key. The guide helps you discover the jazz standard conceptually. The imagery and the graphics are amazing. And as the old saying goes, a picture is worth a thousand words. Don't ever forget, your physical growth as a jazz pianist depends 100% on your mastery of the jazz piano skill, or in this case, the tune you are studying, your mastery of it mentally. Conceptual understanding paves the way for your musical success. And this guide will definitely help you solidify a mental imagery of the chord scale arpeggio relationships for Take the A Train. The lead sheet guide uses traditional music and jazz notation to help you successfully learn the jazz standard physically. And I, I actually should call this the lead sheet guides, plural, because here's what, here's what you get. Check this out. You get an A section lead sheet for improvisation, an A section lead sheet with arpeggios, an A section lead sheet with scales. You get a B section lead sheet for improvisation, a B section lead sheet for arpeggios, a B section lead sheet with scales. You also get an AABA, the complete form of A train lead sheet for improvisation. You get an AABA complete form lead sheet with the arpeggios. You get another AABA lead sheet form with the scales. And then, my favorite, you get an AABA form lead sheet with the harmonic 
function notation, which ultimately is the way in which you want to learn any tune, not just take the A train, but any tune. Okay, I'm, t I'm telling you right now that this lineup of lead sheets is simply amazing. All of the material I developed for you is material that I wish I had when I was searching for a way to successfully discover, learn, and play jazz. You will find these lead sheets to be invaluable. The play-along guide, uh, which are play-along tracks, and they are laid out um, in a similar way. There are going to be three play-along tracks for the A section, various tempos, 80, 100, 120. Three B section play-along tracks, again, at tempos of 80, 100, and 120. And then three additional uh, play-along tracks for the entire uh, Take the A Train form, AABA form, uh, again, with tempos of 80, 100, and 120. Fabulous play-along tracks that you will definitely want to use as you're studying and learning Take the A Train. The play-along tracks and the various tempos, so important because they allow you to break the tune apart for thorough development of the following, right? Time and feel, your melody and articulation, chords and voicing, the chord scale arpeggio relationships or the modes, and of course, improvisation, a great way to practice improvisation. In order to properly develop these essential elements of playing jazz piano, and my regular listeners have heard me say this, you must experience them. And there's no better way to do this than to use quality play-along tracks. I cannot stress enough how beneficial the educational podcast guides are for maximizing your musical growth. Be sure to check them out at jazzpianoskills.com. Go to the homepage, click on the podcast link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page, and once you're on the podcast page, you'll see an expandable menu organized by year. Simply expand that menu and find the jazz piano skill or tune that you want to study and click the link and begin to discover, learn, and play. It's that easy. If you download the educational guides and have questions, you can always send me a quick voice message using the SpeakPipe widget that I mentioned earlier, or you can post your question in the Jazz Piano Skills forum and let the Jazz Piano Skills community help you, or attend the Thursday evening Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass at 8 p.m. and get your questions answered face-to-face. -face. So many ways to get help. My entire goal with Jazz Piano Skills is to provide you with the best jazz piano lessons, jazz piano educational materials, and jazz piano support that's available anywhere today. Okay, here we go. It's time to discover, learn, and play. Take the A-Train. In this podcast episode, you are going to discover the classic jazz standard, Take the A-Train. You are going to learn how to methodically practice Take the A-Train. And you are going to play Take the A-Train using the correct chord-scale arpeggio relationships. So regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, whether you're a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even an experienced professional, you're going to find this podcast, this lesson, exploring the classic jazz standard, Take the A-Train, to be enormously beneficial. So to begin, it's always good to have a little historical perspective of a tune, of the tune that you are wanting to learn. The classic jazz standard, Take the A-Train, which has basically become a synonym for Duke Ellington, was actually composed by Billy Strayhorn, who was a pianist, composer, arranger, a lyricist, and who enjoyed a long-time collaboration with, with the Duke, nearly three decades. And Take the A-Train was composed 
1939, and according to legend, Ellington offered Strayhorn a job in his organization and gave him money to travel from Pittsburgh to New York City. And Ellington wrote directions for Strayhorn to get to his house by subway. Directions that began, take the A-train. And the rest, as they say, is history. There are so many wonderful recordings of this classic that the best advice I can give you is to simply go to YouTube, search Take the A-Train, begin clicking, and enjoy. But make sure you have some free time because I promise you, you will get caught up in the music and lose track of all time. I guarantee it. So instead of me trying to give you a list of uh, renditions and performances to check out, <laughs> right? Check them check them all out. <laughs> just go to YouTube and just start going down the list. They're absolutely amazing. With that being said, it's important to know that spending time listening to a tune is the first step and perhaps the most important step of the learning process. It is through active listening that you will begin formulating your own treatment of the tune. In fact, I, I can't even imagine beginning to learn a tune, setting out to learn a tune, without first spending time and a lot of time listening to various musicians from various genres, by the way, not just jazz, from various genres play the tune. For example, check out Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys playing Take the A-Train. Or how about this, the group Chicago. Or cellist phenom Yo-Yo Ma. My point is simply, do not limit yourself to listening only to jazz musicians. There's something to be learned from everyone. So take it all in. And once you have done a sufficient amount of listening, it's time to discover the architecture of the tune. Okay? And the first step is to determine the form. All songs have a form. Now, most jazz standards, especially society standards, the tunes like uh, the songs from the Great American Songbook, for example, the George Gershwin tunes, the Cole Porter tunes, Harold Arlen tunes, uh, and many others, right? But these tunes typically use one of two formats. They're either what we call an AABA or an ABAB format. Four sections each each section consisting of eight measures for a total of 32 measures of music. That's it. Yes, yes, there are exceptions to this general rule. However, you have to learn the norms before you can begin identifying the exceptions. Take the A train uses an AABA format. So we are going to be methodical in our approach to learning this tune by focusing first on the A section, then the B section, and then, of course, we'll put them together for the entire form, for the entire AABA form. Now that we have identified the form of Take the A Train, we need to determine the key that we're going to play the tune. Right? What key are we are we going to play? Take the A train. I always recommend initially learning the tune in the standard or most common key in which the tune is performed. And in this case, take the A train is typically played in the key of C major. So that is the key we will use today when learning this classic jazz standard. Okay, now that we have the form A A B A. And we now have the key, key of C major. The architecture of the tune is two-thirds complete. All we need now is the chord progression. And here it is. Are you ready? Here we go. For the A section, eight measures of music. Measures one and two, C6. Measures three and four, D7, flat 5, measures 5, D minor, 7, 
Measure 6, G dominant 7. Measure 7, C6. And measure 8, D minor 7 to G7. Okay, one more time. Measures 1 and 2, C6. Measures 3 and 4, D7 flat 5. Measure 5, D minor 7. Measure 6, G7, or G dominant 7. Measure 7, C6. And measure 8, D minor 7 on counts 1 and 2. G dominant 7 on 3 and 4. The chord changes for the B section, commonly referred to as the bridge. Again, eight measures of music. Measures 1, 2, 3, and 4 of the bridge. F major 7. Measures 5 and 6, D dominant 7. Measure 7, D minor 7. And measure 8, G dominant 7. So the bridge again, eight measures of music. Measures 1, 2, 3, and 4, the first half of the bridge, F major 7. Measures 5 and 6 of the bridge, or the B section, D dominant 7. Measures measure 7, D minor 7, and measure 8 of the bridge, G dominant 7. Now we are good to go. We are ready to get down to business, and we are ready to learn Take the A Train. We have the form of the tune, A-A-B-A. We have the key, key of C major. And we have a set of good, solid, correct chord changes. We are good to go. So let's do it. Let's learn Take the A Train. To get started, I want to give you my practice outline. The outline I use when I set out to truly learn a tune, to add a song to my jazz repertoire. So this is my suggested practice outline uh, that we are going to go through today for both of the sections that I just outlined, the A section and for the B section. Okay, here it is, outline. First part, number one, play the chord changes in time. First thing you want to do, learn the chord changes. They are the foundation of the tune, right? Learn those chord changes in your left hand using left-handed voicings, right? Shells. Uh, no right hand, right? The right hand eventually is going to be playing the melody. So for now, we're going to keep our voicings in our left hand. I would also encourage you to learn the changes using two-handed voicings as well um, that... Um, that you would be using if you were playing behind, say, a soloist, an instrumentalist, or a vocalist. So both ways, right? Left-handed shells and two-handed voicings. If you need some help with your voicings, I did uh, two podcast episodes on uh, two-hand uh, two voicings back on March 3rd and March 10th. Check those out. And then I did a, a podcast episode on traditional shell voicings, December 7th, 2019, and contemporary voicings, shell voicings, December 16th. Those are four different podcast episodes that you can listen to to get help with your chord voicings. Number two on my outline, learn the melody. And to learn the melody, use your ear. Well, use both ears. <laughs> right? Two ears are better than one. So use your ears. No fake book, no lead sheet, right? Don't do it. You can pick out the melody. You can learn A train by ear. You do not need a lead sheet, right? If you have not done this kind of uh, ear work before, I recommend you do it to start. Right? Maybe start easy and pick out Happy Birthday or Twinkle Twinkle Had a Little Star or Mary Had a Little Lamb, you know, simple little nursery rhymes. But you can do it. You'll be amazed, right? And you can certainly pick out Take the A Train. Uh, if the melodies uh, of some of the renditions that you hear on YouTube make it too difficult for you to uh, transcribe the melody, to learn the melody, then um, 
use the use the uh, demos that I, I present in this podcast episode uh, to help you do that because I'm going to play them very straight. I'm not going to get I'm not going to get fancy with them. So use your ear to learn the melody. So once you have the chord changes under your hands, you have the melody in your fingers. Now, number three of my outline. Play the chord changes in your left hand with the melody in your right hand. Keeping it simple. No doodling, no messing around, no improvisation. Play the tune. This is probably probably the most neglected area by all students when it comes to learning a piece of music. They simply do not spend enough time playing the tune, just playing the song, chord changes and melodies. So that's number three. Once you have that melody, the chord changes and the melody, you can begin adding arpeggios in your right hand, right? And you, we add arpeggios, and we're going to do this. We're going to do all of this today, right? We're going to add arpeggios like we're improvising, and we're not going to play them like an exercise, but like we're actually improvising, which, in a sense, we are. We're also going to play the scales in the right hand, and again, we're going to play the scales uh, musically, not like an exercise, like we're improvising, because in an essence, in essence, we are. Which brings us to number four on my outline. Improvise, right? One section at a time using arpeggio motion, just arpit notes of the arpeggio, and also scale motion. And we're going to do both of those. I'm going to demonstrate how I practice, how I do this, so that you can begin doing it as well. And you will notice when I, when I, demonstrate this uh, a little later, you will notice that when I begin improvising using arpeggio motion, I only use notes of the arpeggio. I don't even reference the melody at this time, right? And the same thing with the scale. I improvise using scale motion with no concern for the melody, right? We'll bring that melody in a little later, uh, but you'll, you'll hear it when, when I do the demonstrations. Finally, after we work through the A section and the B section using the first four steps of my outline, we actually apply the process to the entire tune. We bring it all together, right? The AABA form. And we begin improvising using arpeggio motion, scale motion, melody, uh, patterns, like lower and upper neighboring tones, chromaticism, cyclical quadruplets, etc. And if you're not familiar with these concepts, again, I would encourage you to go back to my previous podcast episodes and check some of them out to help you with these uh, improvisational patterns that you should be using and incorporating into your playing. And finally, step five of my outline, which I believe is the most important if you really want to learn a tune, and that is understanding the tune, its harmonic function. And we're going to go through that at the end of the podcast episode as well. Okay, so the five steps of my outline in learning a tune, I play the chord changes in time, I learn the melody, I play chord changes in the left hand with melody in the right hand, uh, and then begin using arpeggio and scale motion in my right hand. And number four, I uh, start improvising using the arpeggio and scale uh, motion. And then uh, I apply it to the entire tune, uh, the, the scale motion, arpeggio motion, and then finally step five, harmonic function. Right. So again, one more time. Number one, play the chord changes in time. Number two, learn the melody. Number three, Play chord changes in the left hand with the melody in the right hand. And then add arpeggio motion and scale motion in the right hand. Number four, begin improvising using arpeggio and scale motion. And then use arpeggio and scale motion, pull it all together for the entire form. 
And then number five, harmonic function. Learn the harmonic, the architectural blueprint, the blueprint of the song, so that you can ultimately play it in any key that you desire. Wow, that is, I know that is a ton of information. And um, you may already have a ton of questions. No worry. No worries at all. In fact, I mentioned it earlier in passing. I mentioned that um, every Thursday evening, 8 p.m. Central Time, I am live online using the Zoom platform, which I know all of you are familiar with, this online meeting platform. Uh, so uh, the Jazz Piano Skills Online Masterclass is an open discussion and deeper dive into the current week's podcast episode. So this Thursday, we're going to take a closer look at Take the A-Train and everything that I'm discussing here within this podcast episode. And of course, I always leave room within the hour-long class for some Q&A as well. So mark it on your calendars, Thursday evenings, 8 p.m. Central Time. Join me online. It's definitely, as I like to say, a value-added educational opportunity that you do not want to miss. The Zoom link is posted on my twi Twitter and Instagram and Facebook pages, so uh, be sure to follow me. Plus, it is posted on the homepage of the Jazz Panel Skills website as well. So I'm looking forward to meeting you and talking uh, with you on Thursday evening, 8 p.m. Central Time. Okay. Demonstration number one. We're going we're gonna to take a look at the A section, eight measures of music, okay? I'm going to play six choruses. We're going to go through these eight measures six times. The first two times, I'm going to play just the chords only in my left hand. I want to produce a good sound. I want to make sure I'm using really solid chord voicings. I want to add some rhythmic uh, articulation to the chords. I just want it to be very musical. So the first two choruses, I'm going to play the chords only. Now, of course, if I was practicing this for real, it'd be a heck of a lot more than two choruses. I promise you that. I'd be going through this uh, many, many, many choruses. Uh, but for the sake of time, I'm trying to condense my practicing down here to literally 15 minutes to, to demonstrate everything. Uh, the second two choruses, I'm going to play just the melody only. I'm not going to play any chords. I'm, my right hand will come in, and I'm going to play the melody. And again, if I was doing this for real, learning a tune, I would play that melody over and over and over again. In fact, I tell students when they leave my studio, my office here at the Dallas School of Music, they go off after their lesson. I'm, if we're working on a tune, I say, now, I always tell them, play that melody like one million times. Uh, and I... You know, I want to say I'm joking, but I'm actually not joking. I'm, in other words, play it a lot, right? And then the last two choruses, I'm going to actually put, put it together, the chords and the melody. So when I do that, I want it to be as musical as I possibly can. I want a nice voicings. I want nice melody. I want the two working together. I want a nice balance between my hands. I want this to sound as musical as possible. So again, first two choruses, chords only. Second two choruses, melody only. And then the last two choruses, chords and melody together. So let's bring in the ensemble. Let's hear how this is going to sound. Um, and by the way, I'm playing at the Temple of 120. Nice and relaxed. So here we go. Let's check it out.
pretty nice, pretty cool stuff, man. That just sounds good, right? Um, nice and simple. You know, one of the things I just have to warn you about when you're learning a tune, don't don't try to complicate things, right? Especially at the beginning. Keep things very simple, very clean, very musical. Okay, so now that I have my chords under my fingers, my hands, my my melody under control, I got them working together. I feel good about that. Now I'm going to start actually paying attention to the chord scale arpeggio relationships. So now I'm going to I'm going to play it again, uh, six choruses again, A section, just eight measures of music. This time I'm going to do three choruses of arpeggios only, followed by three choruses of scales only, right? When I play both arpeggios and scales, I'm not trying to play the, the this is not an exercise. I'm playing the arpeggios, I'm playing the scales as if they are part of an improvisational line. So I want to make them as musical as I possibly can. They have to swing, they have to be hip, they have to sound great, right? So now we take it to the next level in the learning process. I have my melody, my chords and melody under control. Now I'm gonna start paying attention to those arpeggios and the scales and getting those going too. So let's bring in the ensemble. Let's hear how this is going to sound. This A section of Take the A Train, eight measures, six choruses, three, me three choruses of arpeggios, followed by three choruses of scales. So let's check it out and see what this sounds like. Here we go. Pretty darn nice, right? It's funny. Just the pure arpeggios and pure scales can sound very, very musical and very, very hip, quite honestly. In fact, if you can't do that, you have really no, no business trying to go further, right? If you can't make just pure arpeggios and pure scales swing, then um, you're kidding yourself if you're thinking you're going to decorate those somehow and now they're going to sound great. Just simply not true. Okay, now I want to repeat this exact same process for the B section, for the bridge, right? So we're going to take the eight measures of the B section and I'm going to play six choruses. And guess what? I'm going to play two choruses of just the chords, focusing on my voicings. I'm going to play two choruses of the melody only, no left hand, just the right hand melody, making that melody swing, making sure that I can play the melody. And then followed by two choruses of the chords and the melody together. And again, 
if I was doing this in real life, right, not on a podcast episode, I was learning a tune, I would be spending a lot more than just two courses. I want to stress that, that there would be many, many courses of me doing these activities. So let's bring in the ensemble. Let's check out the B section of Take the A Train, six courses, two, two courses of chords only, two cor- courses of melody only, followed by two choruses of chords and melody together. So here we go. Let's check it out. See what we think. right very nice again keep it simple keep it clean keep it pure while you're learning a tune right and be really quite honestly be critical of your playing if the chord voicings um, do not sound good make an adjustment you know I used to have a teacher that used to say to me uh, you know hey Bob does that does that sound good and I said yes And he goes well then it's good and then he would also say, hey, Bob, does that sound bad? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, then it's bad. In other words, trust your ears, right? When you're doing this, make sure those chord voicings are good. Make sure that melody swings, right? Are you playing that with a nice feel, nice articulation? And, and be honest with yourself. And then the same thing when you put the chords and the melody together. Are you playing with a nice balance between the harmony and the melody? Is the harmony out drowning? Is it drowning out the melody, Right. Uh, so you, be critical of yourself. It's it's good, right? That's how you're going to get better. So now, demonstration number four. Again, the B section, eight measures of music. Same process that we did for the A section. Now we're going to do six courses. Three of those courses are going to be just the arpeggios, followed by three courses of just the scales, right? So we're focusing on our arpeggio and our scale relationships um, with the chords. All right. So let's bring in our, our, our rhythm section again. Let's listen to the B section of Take the A Train. Let's check out these arpeggios and these scales. So here we go.
very, very nice. Wow. We've done a lot of great work already, right? We've snapped, take the A train apart into two sections, the A section, the B section. Uh, we've focused on each one of those sections, uh, making sure that we have solidified nice chord voicings, being able to play the melody of each of those sections, also being able to uh, identify and establish the uh, arpeggio, the appropriate arpeggios and the scales um, for each of the chords within each each section. So a lot of great work up to, up to this point, a lot of great work in learning this classic Take the A Train. If you're wanting to really dive in and learn these jazz piano skills, um, take a very thorough study and look at these skills, I would strongly encourage you to um, take a look at the Jazz Piano Skills courses at jazzpianoskills.com. Uh, they are um, a tremendous course. Uh, the, the courses are tremendous in that they're sequential, right? Take you by the hand step by step. And they utilize a self-paced format, right? So you can move at a pace that is comfortable for you. And each course, each lesson within each course is packed with all kinds of goodies. Uh, detailed instruction and illustrations. Uh, there are in-depth educational talks, interactive learning media to help you truly digest the jazz piano skills being taught. Uh, there are traditional guides and worksheets that you can download and utilize. Uh, you can use them online or download them and use them sitting at your kitchen table. So there's also high-definition video demonstrations in all 12 keys, so you can watch my fingerings and my hand movement, uh, play along tracks, of course, and lead sheets for you to take advantage of. And, of course, professional and personal educational support is available as well to help you every step of the way. And, again, uh, mobile access to all my courses and lessons on any of your smart devices whether it be your desktop or laptop computer, your tablet or your, your phone, uh, your TV, or yes, even your watch. Believe it or not, I have some students that listen to the podcast and uh, tap into the educational material <laughs> through their watch. It's unbelievable. So uh, anyway, be sure to check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses at jazzpianoskills.com. Okay. Let's go on to our next demonstration. Here's where it gets fun, folks. We are going to pull it all together. The A section, the B section. So now we're going to have our entire AABA form, all 32 measures of Take the A Train. So the very first thing I want to do when I pull it all together, you already know what's coming. I'm going to play the chords and the melody only. No improvisation, no doodling, no messing around. I want to play the song. So here we go. One chorus of Take the A Train. 32 measures, chords, and melody. Let's make this swing. Let's check it out. Here we go. Pretty stinking cool, right? Wow. That is fantastic. Now listen, again, if I were learning this tune for the first time and I was practicing, I would play not one chorus, right? I would be playing chords and melody together several 
choruses. In fact, I had a teacher who said, hey, I remember this. If you can't make the chords and the melody swing, you have no business thinking about improvising. And it's so very true. Okay, so now we have the entire form down, right? We are actually playing Take the A Train. We have the chords, we have the melody, it's swinging, we have a good feel. We are ready to go to the next level. We are ready to begin improvising. So, you know that arpeggio and that scale work that you that we did earlier? Now you're going to see how it comes into play. Now I'm going to take a chorus of Take the A Train, and I'm going to improvise using arpeggio motion only. I am going to try very hard. I'm just going to play the notes of the chord, nothing else. I'm going to focus on, on making a musical line, a musical thought, and weaving that musical thought from chord to chord within the song using only chord tones, chord tones only, arpeggios. So here we go. Let's see if we can make something musical playing over the chord changes of Take the A Train using only chord tones, arpeggio motion. All right, let's check it out. Here we go. Well, what do you think? Not bad, right? If you're like me, the first time I heard somebody demonstrate this, I thought to myself, no way can that be just chord tones. Man, have I been making this way too complicated. And it's true. We all do, right? So I strongly encourage you, when you begin improvising, Learning a tune, improvising through that tune, once, of course, you have the chords under control and the melody under control, start using arpeggios, chord tones only, to begin developing your improvisational ideas, your jazz language that you're going to use on this tune. And, of course, on other tunes as well as you develop your vocabulary. So now we're going to do the exact same thing. One chorus of Take the A Train again. And we're going to improvise this time using only scale motion. So now I'm going to focus on ascending and descending scale motion through the chord changes of Take the A Train. And I want to try to add rhythmic variation to my scales to create musical phrases, musical lines that make sense. Not doing arpeggios, I'm working on scale motion at this time. So let's bring the ensemble in, let's check it out, let's see what happens, see what we think. Here we go.
right? Scale movement. Scales. Straight scales, right? Nothing but scale movement. It's amazing. Arpeggios, scales, just using those two tools, right? How much vocabulary you can develop by just having a command of your arpeggios and a command of your scales. We tend to, again, overcomplicate things and make it way too difficult. So now that I've got a command of my chords, my melody, I'm getting comfortable with my arpeggios, my scales, you know what? It's time finally now to bring it all together. I'm going to bring my melody back into the into the spotlight. I'm going to play one course. I'm going to improvise one course of Take the A Train. And now I'm going to use my melody as the focal point. I'm going to work around my melody using scales and arpeggios and other types of patterns like neighboring tones, lower and upper neighboring tones, and chromaticism, and uh, cyclical quadruplets, and, and some of these uh, 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 improvisational uh, concepts and patterns that we have addressed in previous podcast episodes. So I'm going to pull it all together now, and let's see what happens. Again, my tempo is 120, nice and comfortable. One course of Take the A Train, having a little fun with the melody and improvisation. So here we go. Let's check it out. What a great tune. What a fabulous tune that can be played so many different ways, so many different treatments, and it's just wonderful. Every single way, it's just wonderful. So um, there you have it, right? One entire course of, of Take the A Train, improvising with melody and arpeggios and scales and various improvisational-type patterns and devices. It's um, You can do that all day long. So much fun. Now, when all of that is said and done, my very last thing I like to do is I like to look at the harmonic function of the tune. So then I'll play through the chord changes of the tune, but I will be thinking Roman numerals, harmonic function. I'll be thinking, oh, the one chord, go into the two dominant, go into the two minor, go into the five dominant, right? So I want to play a chorus of that with just the chord changes, and I'm going to actually indicate, or, or I'm going to say the harmonic function as I'm playing it, right? So let's, let's do this, and then we can wrap things up. So here we go. Take the A train, just the harmonic motion of the tune, uh, so we can fo focus on harmonic function of the tune. Here we go. One major, two dominant flat five, two minor, five dominant, one major, two, five, one, two dominant flat five, two, five, one. Five minor, one dominant, four. Stays on four. Two dominant, 
two minor, five dominant, one. Two dominant, flat five, two minor, five dominant, one major. Pretty cool. You learn a tune like that, you have truly learned a tune because now it doesn't matter what key somebody wants to play it in or sing it in. You know that tune, provided that you know your keys, you will be able to play that tune in any key. Great for ear training as well, no doubt about it, right? You start hearing the uh, chord changes. You start hearing those two five ones start to come, come to life. Uh, the bridge going to the four of the key. Uh, you start to become familiar with the the commonality, the the patterns that are that are utilized in so many jazz standards. So uh, can't encourage you enough to do harmonic function when you really, really, truly want to learn a tune, and not just learn a tune in a key, but learn a tune so that you can play it in any key. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson, this Tune Tuesday, to uh, be fantastic. Of the very first Tune Tuesday, right? Exploring Take the A Train. I hope you have found it to be insightful and, of course, beneficial. Don't forget, I will see you Thursday evening, Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass at 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode in greater detail and to answer any questions you may have about this lesson or the study of jazz in general. Also, be sure to download the educational podcast guides for this episode uh, and this lesson at jazzpianoskills.com. They are a tremendous resource that will expedite your discover, learn, and play process for Take the A Train. So be sure to do that. And while you're there, you should check out the Jazz Piano Skill courses and the Jazz Piano Skills forums. If you haven't joined the community, please do so. Get involved. Make some new jazz piano friends. And as always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My extension is 211. Or by email, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. And or by SpeakPipe, right? Found on the Jazz Piano Skills website in the educational guides and the Jazz Piano Skills courses. So, that's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the journey, enjoy Take the A Train, and most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.